Father in heaven, you have given each of us a light. And what we do with that light, you have left to us to decide. Lord, I pray that we will let our light shine, that others may see our good works and glorify our Father who is in heaven. This is our testimony. We all have one. Help us to, to know it and be able to speak it or live it or whatever you call us to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So we've come to the end of this series with which we started the year talking about our mission and our values. And uh, Pastor Tim started us off actually with this when he spoke about our mission statement, to live the gospel. And, and it's, it's really our goal, it's our desire, but yet how do we break that down? What does it mean? Well, it breaks down in, in the values that we together have chosen as a people, how we're going to live this out in this day. And, and it begins to be fleshed out in the vision itself, the GPS, the passion for God, passion for people, passion for service. Now that really just comes from the great commandments. You remember they asked Jesus, what are the greatest commandments in the law? And he says, well, the first is love the Lord your God a little bit. Is that it? No, no. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, with all your strength. That's why it's a passion for God. It's not, eh, no, it's, it's all of you into it. And then Jesus says, and the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. So passion for God, passion for people. And the, the service part, really, because that's one of the key ways that we show that love is we serve and we show that love. When we show that love, that's a testimony. That's a testimony. So, so then we talked about values. We started with worship. We talked about the value of worship, corporate worship, individual worship. We talked about family. We've made an intentional investment in this church in families. And let me tell you a little bit about how that intentional investment is paying off. So you know we've built this uh, new children's center and we have a new way to register people, uh, kids, for the different classes. So far, we've registered 832 different children. Remember, this is, this is below juniors. So this is just a fourth grade. 832 separate children have registered. Registering means, yes, I intend to be here again on another time. If they ever all showed up on the same Sabbath, we wouldn't be able to hold them. 832. There aren't even 832 people in this room right now. And that's how many kids. Now, all of those kids come with family, don't they? And that's why we're making that investment in family. That's why it's important to us to recognize and to help these families because here's the thing, and this really doubles down on the idea of testimony. Christianity is never more than one generation from extinction, right? Because somebody told you about Jesus, right? And because of that you believe. But if we never tell anybody else, then the faith dies out with us. 
And one of the most powerful ways to pass the faith is to pass it through families to children. So we make that investment in families. Making, uh, we have a value of togetherness. Uh, in His wisdom, God has chosen in this day to fill this congregation with people from all over the world. Different backgrounds, different experiences, different inclinations, even differing understandings of God. But He's brought us all into this house because, what does He say? My house shall be a house of prayer. Yeah, for everybody. Everybody's invited. And not only is it, is it a broad community from around the world, it's also generationally mixed. Remember a few weeks ago I showed you that graph and it was, a, it was a nice little bell curve of people of all the different generations that have gathered in this place. Togetherness is something we're going to have to focus on so that we make sure that, that the ones most prone to being on the edges don't get left out. So togetherness. So we got worship, family, togetherness, service. Talked about service last Sabbath and the opportunities God gives us. There's the corporate events we do. But really, service, service happens when I wake up in the morning and make a decision about how I'm going to live my life. Am I going to live today for me? Or am I going to be on God's mission and be His servant as I go out through the world? Today we want to talk about testimony. Now, there's a... There's an event taking place this weekend that has brought a number of people to town that normally wouldn't be here. And that event is that Austin Rogers, young man in this church, how many years you lived here, Austin? 22. 22, all right. So came into this church as just one of the little kids that would be over there, came up through the ranks, went to Forest Lake Academy, off to Andrews University, graduated in December, starts work in April, but will not be doing that alone. Because while at Andrews, he discovered someone there by the name of Vicki. And they will be married tomorrow in a public ceremony because it's a testimony. Right? You don't sneak around. There you go. In fact, stand up. Stand up. The happy couple, stand up. There we go. See, this is a testimony. That's right. They don't have to talk to make a statement, do they? They come together, they bind their lives together, and they say, we believe this is what God has appointed for our lives. And and all of us that are married, we go and we all wipe our eyes, and it's like, oh, it's so beautiful. You know how that is. Before you're married, you're just kind of like, wow, what in the world is this? But afterward, it's, it's, it's just, it gets you every time. And you reach over and you hold your spouse's hand and you sit a little closer. You, it's a testimony. It impacts us. I want to say a little more about that, but before we do, Pastor Julie, maybe a better idea is to actually have someone give hmm. a testimony. So That's an idea. Yeah. So I wonder if someone sitting on the front, 
front row. Careful, be some of these might forward. come up, so you better point out. <laughs> <clears throat> so, this is Isaac, if you haven't met him already. And what I know of Isaac is usually I see him more at the back because he a lot of times helps get this all going, especially at Upper Room. But well, I'm at the back because that's where the snacks are. <laughs> I need to change my job. Yeah. But <laughs> we're really glad you're here. Thank but you. I was talking with Isaac a little bit. It's actually a God thing um, because I just ran into you this week and was praying and ended up being a Jesus thing that you're here today. And so I'd just like to ask you as we're talking about this and testimony, what has Jesus been doing in your life lately? Oh, boy. <laughs> um, oof. Uh, to use the word of the day, lavish, in hopes that I get some cake afterwards. Um, God has lavished me with a lot of annoyance. And um, I know that's, that's not like what a person up here should say, that God is annoying me. Mm-hmm. But um, he kind of is. In a sense that, like that donkey, he's relentless going, hey, you're going to be part of this. I don't care what you think. I don't care if you don't like the clapping, if you don't like the door, or if you smell funny. And I hope I don't smell funny today. Um, But yeah, um, I tell my friends, and and, and I don't want to offend, like I'm not trying to offend anyone by saying this, but there's times that I feel like God bullies me into doing God's work. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, can I take a break? Like, I need to sit down for a little bit. And he's like, nah, bro. We're good. Let's go. And I'm like, but I just got here. And he's going, well, get up because we got more to go. So that's what he's been doing. Hmm. Um, quite a lot, actually. So he's been really persistent with you. Yeah. What, can I ask, what specifically has that looked like? What is he, maybe things he's been calling you to lately or things where you've been saying, okay, God, really? But all right, I'll go. Right, so for over a, a year, I think now, we've been doing this upper room thing. Um, you know, we go over there and it's really cool sometimes. Sometimes it's really hot. Sometimes it's really cold. Um, <laughs> sometimes it's loud. Sometimes it's not too loud. Um, but, but God has been doing that. Um, he's literally going, hey, you need to be over there. Um, you, you can't get away from it. And trust me, I've tried to get away from it. I'm like, I need, like, I got stuff to do, man. And he's like, yeah, but you got, you got to lose first. Mm-hmm. And so for, for the longest time, um, you know, I'm, I'm part of this church for quite a while and very happy to be doing whatever I can to, to support. But God was saying, hey, this upper room thing, like it's got to change, it's got to change lives mm-hmm. and you got to be part of it. And for some reason, I, I can't sleep. <laughs> I can't eat sometimes <laughs> um, because in my mind I'm going, where is this going? Like, what, why, why, why are we even doing this? And, and he's saying, um, because I said so. Mm-hmm. And because we're going to do it. And um, the reason that you actually saw me back there is because we were just meeting uh, with, a, with a team, dreaming, talking about the, the different things that, are, that we want to happen. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, just, it's just that. You know, like, you, you guys are our parents. Well, some of you are. You know, it's like when your kid goes, hey, mom, hey, mom, hey, mom, hey, dad, hey, mom. And you're like, quit it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, it's literally that. And um, instead of being that just weird feeling of like, no, 
this is not what I should be doing. It feels just like this is what we should have been doing a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And um, the, the power of, of the community that we have here um, is such a, such a big part of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, I think that's what God is trying to tell all of us. That in, in this world of everybody being just weird about each other and like political weirdness and mm-hmm. racial this, racial that, he's going, not you guys. You need to be like united mm-hmm. because this is not gonna, this is not gonna go away. Mm-hmm. And the, the louder we get with this message, mm-hmm. the louder our testimony of unity, of we're not gonna, we're not gonna slow down, um, the sooner he's gonna come. Mm-hmm. And um, that's what I want. Amen. Yep. Amen. Amen. Thank Amen. you so much yeah. for sharing, Isaac. Appreciate that. So a true testimony is centered not in a canned list of things to say. Mm-hmm. It's centered in your experience with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And maybe your experience hasn't been like that. But do you hear the realness in that experience? The way that God tailors his approach to each of us according to where we are, what we need, and how he's been for Isaac, this this force that's come into his life. I want to read you a text. It's Revelation chapter 12. And get ready, Steve, because you're going to have to give commentary. You ready? I'm ready. All right. Revelation chapter 12, beginning in verse 10. Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brethren who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down. That's beautiful, isn't it? But now listen to this. And they, we would be the they, overcame him, the accuser, by, what is it? By the blood of the Lamb, and what else? And by the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives to the death. Overcame by the blood of the Lamb, and by the word of their testimony. Steve, what do you think that means? So testimony is obviously what you say, but what you say is more than the words that you use. Hmm. Your testimony is who you are, what's important to you, and in the context of Jesus Christ, where is Jesus in your life, in your priorities, in your relationships, in those that you interact with? And believe it or not, this is a news flash. people watch us. I know we don't watch people, but people watch us. We're watching each other, people are watching us, and they know if we're a Christian, a believer, for a Seventh-day Adventist, whatever path of faith we walk down, they're watching. So our testimony is who we are. And not only are people watching, uh, the universe is watching in the context of God and Satan, the accuser of the brethren. So, <coughs> excuse me. so we bear this testimony in a lot of different ways. You had an opportunity just a service ago to participate in a couple people bearing a testimony. Tell us about what happened at second service. So we had a baptism at second service. This was a young couple that they had been studying uh, for two years. 
the husband was rebaptized. He was baptized as a child, but he promised his wife that when she chose to be baptized, he would go in the water with her. Uh, she's had, like all of us, a journey through life. Um, she just recently lost her brother four months ago, lost her uncle, and she's coming out of a different religious tradition than many of us grew up in. And when I started with them, the first thing I ask people when I'm studying is, who is Jesus to you? What do you know about Jesus? And then the first study is, how do we have salvation through Jesus? And we build that on that. So they both, um, if you want to go back and watch on the archives, you can see their testimony in second service. They wanted to publicly say to the church, to their family, to the community, to the universe, we want to not only give our life to Jesus, we want to live our lives for Jesus. Amen. And this is an important point, and I think this connects with uh, what we were, uh, appreciate Austin and Vicki being willing to uh, stand up there, but it, it makes a point about, we, we have sometimes, I believe, fallen for the cultural pressure and lie that says, okay, yeah, you can be a believer, but it's a private experience, so please keep it to yourself. And, and even to the point where we would feel embarrassed to go up to the tank and be baptized. But it's a powerful testimony. And whenever you are in the sanctuary and somebody goes up there to be baptized and the person shares a little bit about their experience, what happens in your heart? Are you bored and wish we could get to the pastor talking? No. You're like, let's do more of this. Because when you watch someone give that testimony of faith, it's powerful. Just like when you watch people, when they link their lives in marriage, it's powerful. Testimony makes a difference. Now, you have a card. You got it in your bulletin. And if you'll take it out, it says testimony on there. You, you should have five of these by now. And if you don't, there's ways we can get you all five so you can have the whole set. Connection Center. Connection Center. Thank you, Julie. The Connection Center has all the other cards of each of the values so you can <coughs> keep them around and have them handy. But today I want to talk to you about testimony. And I want to just briefly walk through what's on this card. So it says testimony. Intentionally sharing our testimony as an expression of God's redemptive purpose. Now, I want to break that down for just a second here. The first key word is intentionally. Because you sang about having a light, but you can hide it under a bushel, right? No? That's how the song goes, right? Hide it under a bushel. There it is. Yeah. So you know the answer. I'm going to let it shine. We each have a light. And sometimes we, we fail to realize that. We fall into one of two traps. One trap is, you know, I never really was that wild and crazy. And I never did a whole bunch of really evil stuff. So what testimony do I have? Well, maybe the testimony that you don't have to do dumb stuff to be saved. That would be useful, right? I can think of a few kids that could use that one. A few adults, too. A few adults. Thank you, Steve. So that's one of the traps. Oh, what testimony do I have? Well, 
Have you experienced the presence of Jesus in your life? You have a testimony. The other trap we fall into is, is testimony means evangelism in a traditional sense. And in order for me to give a testimony, I need to be able to, to fully uh, explain from Scripture the doctrine of the Sabbath, the state of the dead, the sanctuary, you know, on down the list. Well, that's nice if you can, but that's not required to give a testimony. Now, there are people that God has given a special gift called evangelism. And we all have it to some degree. But there are some who have a very special gift of this. And they stand up in front of people they don't know. And they tell them things about these things. And people believe and, and become a part of organizations and things like that. And that's wonderful. But let me tell you what's changed. Our day is not like the day when you pitched a tent and everybody showed up out of curiosity. Now you pitch a tent and everybody avoids you because you must be crazy. It doesn't work the same way. You don't fill a place with a group of strangers. Now we're going to come to the answer to that in just a second and I want to keep going through this card. The first bullet point says God invites each of us to receive His grace and from this experience we choose to share. Alright, first point. If you have not known the grace of God in your life to where you have known forgiveness of sin and peace in your heart, then please don't go out testifying. Because the testimony you give will be skewed by your own lack of experience with Jesus. Do you remember what Jesus said to the Pharisees? He said, you travel halfway around the world to make a single convert. But when you're done, you've made him twice the son of hell that you are. If you have not experienced the love of God in your life, and you do not know the joy of the fellowship of the people of God, and you're living in guilt and shame, then the first thing you need to do is you need to experience and receive this grace that is given to us freely through the death and resurrection of Jesus. This is the starting point of testimony. When you can say what the love of God has done for you, you are on your way. But it's your choice still. But let me tell you this about it. Just about anything else good that were to come into your life that really brought you joy, that really transformed your experience, that brought your family closer, wouldn't you tell people about that? Why is it on this subject we suddenly get nervous? The next point says, we accept that God has chosen us, the body of Christ, to share the story of Jesus with our community by building relationships. Okay, a couple points here. The first one is, accept that God has chosen us to do this. I don't know why. Sometimes it seems to me that it would have been more efficient and effective for him to have chosen the heavenly host to go out and proclaim the gospel. But apparently it's very important for us in our own experience to share what Jesus has done for us. So from the very beginning he said to the apostles, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations. He gave that task to us to go and do. The second point 
what we're sharing is the story of Jesus and we're sharing it with our community and this has always been important but it's particularly important in our day by building relationships we build relationships and then we invite you can still fill a room with people who want to hear from an evangelist but usually they're not strangers the people that fill the room were brought there by someone else relationship is the key and every one of us is able to do that every one of us is able to be a part the third point we are called to be on God's mission to share our testimony with everyone especially with those who do not know him and his word so we testify to each other and we empower each other but that's not where it ends we've got to be intentional and recognize that people drive by us every day who do not know the love and the peace and the joy that comes with being a part of this community and that comes with with walking with Jesus so there's an ending purpose statement it says we desire to create a culture that demands gospel explanations giving people Jesus as the answer for our hope now to explain this to you I want to tell you about an interesting little event that happened to me so I'm gonna stand up and come over here for just a second so so between first and second service I walked out and I walked through the lobby and was talking to some different people and went down to the Sabbath school wing and and was down there and I, I went into the grace and truth class for just a second because I was going to talk to our finance committee chair and uh, as I was coming out I ran into Sue Bond Sue's in the choir today how convenient I ran into Sue and she said I have a question for you I said okay and she said I have a neighbor and every now and then when I come home in my car she'll be outside because she has dogs and the dogs are always getting out and and I always ask her can I help you and she said oh my dogs got out and and Sue's helped in different ways and tried to do what she can to help this neighbor and but that's kind of been about all the interaction not a lot more than that but you remember what Steve said about how people watch us what's great about this story is Sue had no idea we were talking about this today she said the other day I was home and there was a knock on my door or did she ring the bell she knocked okay so I want to be accurate in the story as much as I can knock on the door Sue opens up the door and it's this neighbor so you assumed oh the dogs must have got out again or something but that's not what she said was it she said something to the effect of can you tell me why you have this hope in your life there it is there it is now we know those of us that have been a part of this community for a while Sue's Road hasn't been easy has it because Sue and Gerald were an important part of this community for a long time and we lost Gerald a few years ago yet even through that the testimony she saw in your life made her wonder where does this hope come from 
See, that's testimony. Amen. That's how it works. You're not the boldest person out there, are you? You don't go around knocking on other people's doors. Yeah. I'd make you stand, but there's two reasons I won't. One is you wouldn't like it, and two, it'd be hard to tell. (laughs) We love Sue. We count her as part of our family. Just going to throw that out there. So... That's testimony. And there isn't anybody in this room that can't do that. That can't live their life for Jesus. So, so time has is, is gone fast today because there's so many neat things we've been able to see and hear and do. And so we need to, to wrap this up. And really we're going to wrap up the, the whole series that started with Pastor Tim when he talked to us about this mission to live the gospel. And really, that's, that's what Jesus is asking us to do. I'm going to save you through my grace, and then I want you to go out and live in that grace. I want you to live this experience. And then, and then behind that, uh, then Pastor Julie talked to us about the vision. This passion for God, passion for people, passion for service. And then we started to break down each one. Worship, and family, and togetherness, and service. And then today, testimony that these are ways when we implement these in our lives this is how we can live the gospel and so so Julie has put together for us Pastor Julie has put together for us a special way to kind of wrap this up so so Julie go ahead so the question is as you've been hearing these messages week after week There may be some that have resonated with your heart more than others, and you've really sensed God talking to you. So the question is, in which of these areas is God calling you to take a step of greater faithfulness to Him? Because we could just leave today and start the next series or whatever we're going to do next, but that wouldn't really be a testimony, would it? So is it in the area of worship? Jesus is saying, I want you to worship me every day in the word and in prayer and slow down and take time to do that? Is it something in your personal life that you know does not align with worshiping Jesus 24-7 that he says, give to me? Is it something in your family? Jesus is saying, I want you to invest in your kids. I want you to take this step for your marriage. Is it togetherness? Is it joining a life group? Is it breaking down a barrier? Is it someone in this room right now that you know you used to talk with and now you don't because something happened? So you sit on the other side. I don't know. I just own a church this big. Is it service? Is God saying, yeah, you're busy, but I want you to serve. I want you to get involved in this. I want you to help others. Is it testimony? Something you need to share, just some way that you need to live. Is it the testimony of baptism? There may be someone here today, I'm sure there is, that you haven't taken that step yet. And Jesus is saying, it's time because I love you. It's time to put a ring on it. It's time to have that baptism with me. I'll tell you for me personally, I grew up very much kind of in a bubble a lot of my life in different places where I lived. And Jesus is calling me, especially to the service and testimony part, specifically to be involved in an organization here that Jennifer had for serving Sabbath. And then as far as testimony, It's to to be home in my apartment complex a little more, to try to get home a little bit earlier, or just to be out and get to know my neighbors more. 
It's something small, but it's something simple and practical for me that Jesus is calling me to. So what is he calling you to? I want to invite you, there's two ways, and I'm going to come down here to explain these. If you would pull out your phone right now. Yes, pull out your phone in church. There is a number we're going to put on the screen. And I want to invite you to wrestle with that question. How is Jesus calling me to follow him right now to live the gospel? And as he brings that thing to your heart and to your mind, if you would text it to this number. And I'll start to read them out so we can hear them. At the same time, some of you may be saying, this step, actually, God is bringing something to my heart. He's bringing something to my mind, but this is going to be really a big challenge for me. And I'd like to pray with someone, or I'd just like to share it so that I can, can have that encouragement. So I'd like to invite those who are willing to come up and to pray, um, whether you've been asked previously or you're just someone here, um, maybe an elder. If you'd go, go ahead and come forward at this time. If you would like someone to pray with you, we have prayer partners that will be coming up right here in front and also up in the balcony. And you can come forward and pray. Um, or you can just raise your hand and they'll come to you. Let's wrestle. Let's listen. What is Jesus calling us to, to live the gospel? And I'll start to read these as they come in. Share my testimony with my coworkers. Jesus is calling me to pray and invest more into him. Family time. Service. Partner with God in life-changing prayer. Amen. Serve others. More boldness in the Holy Spirit. Follow others and follow him. Family worship, family time and love. Take an active role in church. Intentional stillness and peace. My personal time with God. Small group ministry. Be more in tune with my family's needs. Witnessing to my family. To be more giving. What is Jesus calling you to? What step to be a more persistent testimony with my children? God is calling me to not give up on the call he's placed on my life. 20 years have passed, but it's not too late. Amen. Amen. Lead by example for my daughter. Make a difference at work. I feel called to a deeper prayer life. Minister to my family. Hospitality. Jesus is calling me to help others. I need to spend time in communion with God, get to know my neighbors better, service, deeper prayer life, family worship, spend more time, let go with all fear and trust his lead, be patient, be willing to speak for him, to get baptized, serve my children, spend more time with God every day, that I need to share testimony, fellowship, be a testimony to my friends who don't know Jesus, personal time with God, Jesus is calling me to stand in the gap for my family. Love my neighbors, not be critical. To write a life-changing book he has put on my heart. Peace and comfort from God in the recent passing of my precious husband. More courage in sharing Jesus. As you're sharing these, if you would like to come forward, feel free. We would love to pray with you. We're going to pray all together. But if you would like special prayer, please come forward. We have prayer partners that would love to pray with you. Daily worship and surrender. I'll read just a few more. Let them see Jesus through me. 
see my son take an active role in church, be patient and wait for his calling, to relax in the storm, to let go of the past, share my hope with family and neighbors. Praise Jesus. Do you hear the hearts of your brothers and sisters in this room right now? You see, we come in here and, and we can easily fall into the trap to think I'm the only one in here that has a burden on my heart. But what, you're, what Julie's been reading here are your testimonies. And some of them are testimony of continuing to be in the struggle and on the way. But did you see? As she reads that list, I just feel the emotion build up in my own heart. As we hear the heart's desire of one another, do you see how close we could be if we'd let those barriers down? If we would share that honest testimony with each other? Do you feel the compassion in your own heart? Do you think the Lord has less? He has more. He has grace for us all. So, so here's, here's how we want to end this service today. So we're prepared to do a hymn. So I, I want to do a hymn. So Jeremy, you come and lead us in the hymn. And we're going to stand and sing the hymn like we normally do. But we've got people standing here ready to pray with you. You know what's on your heart. While we sing this hymn, while we're standing, while it's easy, come and pray with these folks. And when that's done, then I'll ask, after the hymn, ask Pastor Julie to say a, a closing prayer for us, a prayer of blessing. But don't, don't miss this chance. Today could be an important time for you.
I pray that that is your testimony and that he does live in your heart. And now I'm going to ask Pastor Julie to pray, and after that I will read our words of benediction. And I'll just ask if the prayer partners will stick around a little bit after the service, just in case you still would like prayer, you can still come up front afterwards. Let's go ahead and bow our heads. Dearest Jesus, thank you that you would want to dwell with us, that you would want to live inside of our hearts that you would come and you would touch and you would heal those broken places, God, our very imperfect selves, and that you would totally transform our heart, that you would make it into a place that is beautiful, that you would recreate your image in us as we surrender to you. Father, we want to live the gospel, but we cannot do it by ourselves. By ourselves, God, we fall back into the trap of busyness, of forgetfulness, of just even selfishness, Lord, of all the other things that pull us away. But God, we know you want to come soon. We want to overcome by the power of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. So Jesus, we surrender to you. We pray right now that in the stillness of this place that your Holy Spirit would come like a mighty rushing wind and that he would take up residence in my heart and in each one of our hearts and that you would live through us, Lord, even if we don't know what that looks like and give us the courage, the love, and the obedience to follow wherever you lead. Thank you, Father. Please seal the decisions that have been made today. I pray that those that you are talking to, that you would help us to reach out and talk to someone and take those next steps. Thank you. We love you. We pray all this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen.